like the idea of banning body armor and i live somewhere where body armor is banned <laughs> it's funny when he says it in his canadian accent <laughs> you're listening to the art and war podcast with your host mitch and nathan Mitch is a former airborne infantry squad leader who now spends most of his time coaching soccer. Nathan is a professional illustrator and an avid shooter with a couple of years of Canadian military experience. Together, they run the Seaburn Art page. Enjoy the show. No, it's just, just, audio. just audio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, did you check this out though? I want to show you this. And because you're, you guys are cool into art, I wanted you to see this. Oh, that's fun. I like Mickey that. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. I bought I uh, Mickey Mouse and, and uh, Goofy. Oh, goofy. I'm fucking retarded. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. And I bought this off of an artist in DC, an underground art thing. And I thought it was cool. And he was selling his paintings, and I was like, I'm buying that, bro. Yeah, no, that's really fucking dope. Yeah. I wish it was a video aspect. But yeah, so Mitch doesn't actually know a lot about Pew Science or what you do or how you have pissed off the suppressor industry. Well, what I do know is that you have pissed off a lot of people that make suppressors. <laughs> and I know that it's because you actually put them up to scrutiny. And a lot of people don't like being put up to scrutiny when they're like, no, we already put ourselves to scrutiny and here's all the information about us. So that's one thing that I know about you. The other thing I know about you is that t-rex arms i don't know if they sponsor you i don't know if you're affiliate i just know so there's something with t-rex arms and you that you do in yeah yeah t-rex arms is a corporate member of pew science oh yeah they so um so yeah i'm jay i'm the owner and technical director of pew science um it's my company i am the guy uh, so you know you are the like, hey, I, I love i love uh i love what you guys do i'm like hi i'm jay i'm guys <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no t-rex arms they're cool um lucas in particular i've interacted with him quite a bit uh he and his whole team um they reached out to me not too long ago actually they told me they wanted to support the effort and there's a mechanism by which companies in the industry can join like consumers and um and he put his money where his mouth was and he joined with the corporate membership on the website and uh and yeah we, i've actually he formed three'd me his personal uh knight's armament nt4 silencer to test holy crap which i should be testing on the mark 18 coming up in my next series mm -hmm. so yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, and I actually just found out about T Rex arms like, like in the past few months. Like, I had no idea who they were. Yeah. Holy crap! That, that's like I don't I don't watch YouTube and shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah we, and we can we can curse on this, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh yeah. Oh my god. I don't really watch YouTube because I I don't. It just I mean I do if I'm like oh wow like that's a cool deer video or, or like I'll just you know if I Google something but I'm not in that Google youtube gun culture thing i'm not in that so i'm not in that zone like i just found out about grantham like a few months back and he he called me and he's like hey i'm gonna talk about silencers on my thing i'm gonna mention he's like cool he was really nice so like i'm new to this whole like youtube people but i tell you what the grantham guy and the the t-rex arm guys they're both nice <laughs> they're both nice 
Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is single-handedly like the most wholesome yeah. train of words we've had in this entire They're podcast. Both nice. And I don't know how many episodes this will be <laughs> when this comes out, like 20 something. Yeah. That was the most wholesome. They're so nice. Yeah. They're very nice. Like like and they're genuine people. Very gen that's that is one of the best parts about this podcast for us, or I don't want to speak for Nathan. For me personally, the best part about this podcast is I get to talk to these people and talk to them kind of outside of their persona, you know? And I find out that for the most part, it's not really a persona. Like they are just genuinely doing what they love and doing what they do. And it's so that that's the best part. They're normal dudes, but they like guns. So they're gun friends. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's all I want. All I want is gun friends. And so, you know how many people are really mean? A lot in yeah. the in the in the gun industry. Yeah. Yes, and sir. you know why? Because they're fucking retards. And they're assholes. <laughs> you know? Yes, first our bomb of the episode wasn't one of us. No, and well, the thing is, no, I'm serious. It's really upsetting because all these people, they don't understand what I'm doing. I'm trying to help, but they they all they want to do is lie to people and sell them loud crap. You and sound it, and it's personally bothersome. It's you sound, bothersome. You sound very personally offended. Yeah, I am offended, man. You, it, is, I mean, it offends me because I'm a sponsor consumer. Yeah, I mean, and it, for ten years, I, I I watched and stood by when no one don't did anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost my mind, bro. <laughs> well, but that's just it. Filling you're you're not only filling a market, you're filling a need to uh, like a checks and balance system because nobody was out there testing suppressors, seeing if what they were saying about their product is actually true. Because I don't think a lot of people really knew how they were like, Oh, I shoot, you know, this five, five, six, and I put this can on it and it sounds quieter. So how do I know if this is the proper decibels? How do I know if what they're saying is legitimate? I don't, but I'm just going to trust what they say. And you should be able to, but the problem is, especially I mean, all over in any community, in any market, there's going to be disingenuous sellers. But I feel like in the gun industry, there is a lot of disingenuous sellers or maybe they're not trying to be disingenuous, but they're also not fully telling you all the things. And you probably piss a lot of them off because they've had something that have worked, that it's worked for them for so long. And yeah. Now there's somebody coming along, double, triple, however many times that you go about it to verify. You're like, actually, this is what you say. This isn't what it actually fucking does. And now their credibility is fucking destroyed and that really fucking hurts them. But I mean, checks and balances. Fuck them. I I like it. Yeah, Yeah, I I I also like it. Like accountability. And I, I like the idea of the consumer and consumer... Like I, I hesitate to, to use the word consumer rights organizations or any bullshit like that, but co- the consumer holding the company accountable. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's that's a big mandate of mine is that it's for the people, and I and when I say it's for the people, I mean it. And you know, you you kind of hit on something, Mitch. It's important to note that there are very very good people in the silencer industry. And they're very well-meaning individuals, some of which we owe a great deal of gratitude to for their innovation that they've pioneered over over decades. 
and in the face of a lot of obstacles and their you know vast contributions to the state of practice in general. However, I will say many of the people, even the well-meaning folks, do not have the technical capability to quantify the performance of their systems. In fact, I go so far as to say even the government entities evaluating the products for selection for military applications don't have the expertise required. Mm. Uh, now, not all of them. There are certain entities that are okay, but to my knowledge, and I, I mean, I, this is all in black and white on my website on the frequently asked questions page. Like, to my knowledge, there is no entity uh, publicly evaluating suppressed weapon systems with the fidelity and efficacy of the the method I'm using, and 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 I'm not just leading it; I'm it, and that's not going to change. It's not. I think one of the one one of the things that that you do that I think also really kind of bothers people, it would be easy for these companies to kind of disregard you if you were selling your own suppressor. If you were a manufacturer yeah. yourself, they could easily disregard you as, oh, well, there are competition, so of course they're going to say this. But you are, in in a sense, the purest and most unbiased type of testing that they can get because you don't have as i mean maybe you do yeah. maybe you don't but as far as i know you don't have any of these connections to these suppressor companies and nobody's paying you to i mean the people are paying you to test these things but the suppressor companies maybe they've reached out to you and said hey we'll pay you to say that this is good or maybe it's not good I, I, well it's it's that's it's a very important distinction and it people do need to know that this is also on the website so pew science is a multi-tiered operation. First and foremost, it's a grassroots funded public research cooperative for the people by the people, but it's also an independent engineering consultancy and test laboratory. Okay. I'm a, I'm a licensed and practice practicing engineer. I'm licensed in multiple States in the United States. Um, I do engineering, uh, domestically and overseas. And, um, I operate Pew science as an engineering consultancy. And so manufacturers can retain me for services for research and development. All of that is done under NDA. Um, and so, uh, you know, a sponsor company can pay me to conduct evaluation of their product under contract. If any results of those tests um, are deemed releasable to the public by the owner of the data, that would be them. Then I offer to them, I say, sure, I can publish it on my website, but I'm going to put a disclaimer on it that you funded the work. Here's the contract number. And it, full disclosure, this work was funded in, funded in part by contract number XYZ for this entity. And, you know, this, this is the same thing as like, you know, Ford or Chevy going to a, a, a dyno lab and having their engine tested. And then you put the results on, on the website. It's the same thing. It's, it's done in almost every industry with independent test laboratories. But that is the only way to guarantee data efficacy because you, you can't just go, go to a YouTuber, you pay him 10 grand and you give them two silencers and then they say, they give them, they give the public a review and it's like, okay, cool. They just did that. But where's the, where's the answer? Like, where's the, you know, this, this, it's just, it's, it's not very meaningful. So, you know, companies, they don't really go to me for, for marketing much <laughs> because I'm not a marketer. I mean, I'll publish the data, but I'm going to publish it. You know, if, if they release their data to me 
if if they've paid for a test program, they get to tell me whether or not it gets published. But if it's a pub, if if it's a publicly available product, and I think consumers need to see it, I'll go test it independently from them and publish it. <laughs> so well, it, it's going to get released, right? If it's a public product, it's getting released, no matter what. And that's where I feel a lot of people get really fucking poopy because <laughs> I like how he toned it down after I dropped the R bomb. No, did we say retard so fucking yeah, we are we are retarded. Yeah. This entire podcast is run by three retards. Yeah, we, I mean good. we we still have our sponsorship, so I mean somehow somehow despite all the who are you sponsored by? That, see. Normally we do the ad reads at the end, but now this is the second now time somebody's ass. So our yeah. sponsors are AWS Advanced Warfighting Systems. They've been around since like 1970 something. The is 70s. it Advanced cool. Warfighting Systems? Advanced Warfighting Solutions. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, you ran their belt in Afghanistan. How did you fuck listen, it up? Listen. All right. Solutions. <laughs> solutions. Yes. Advanced warfighting solutions. They make belts. They make other things. They make yes, tons cool. of things. They make of assault packs, which are pretty cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah, play carriers and other things. But yeah, I, the, I run a, I run the play carrier. It's pretty great. Yeah, and and, cool. and kind of similar to kind of like how you do it, we can get paid for sponsorships, but yeah, we kind of disclose that information that we are paid, but we also don't take sponsorships unless. We actually have run the product first because oh, that's smart. Yeah, we don't want it to be disingenuous. There have been companies in the past that have reached out and have been like, "Hey, we'll pay you to talk about this product," and we're like, "We've never run your product. I don't know how your product works." Yeah, people do that to me too. I don't like that. Yeah, Yeah. and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that because that takes away. Because the moment you kind of taint your credibility with something like that and somebody finds out like your entire credibility is gone and i agree i agree yeah you're you're doing it right man Uh, you you can't sell out you know what's interesting and i think i shocked people and you know what i've already gotten accused of of bias from other from science companies because if you go if you go on my website and you go to the request for quote page you can see a bunch of logos of different companies. Well, those are all the the Pew Science corporate members. Because, you know, to fund the effort, consumers can join. It's pretty cheap. But I make it a little more expensive for companies because, hey, there's a company that can afford more. I figure eh, it's a good barrier of entry. If they want to put their money where their mouth is and push the state of practice forward, well, maybe they can contribute. So, I'll, And in return, I put I put their name, on their logo on, the, on that part of the website, right? So I figured this is just like I do in my day job for my career. It is a research cooperative. You get all competitors in one room funding research toward a common goal. In this case, advancing the state of practice of of the sponsor industry in the United States and, frankly, the world. So all these forward-thinking companies have done that, right? Dealers, manufacturers, distributors, things like that. Well, uh, these other manufacturers, they'll, like, message me, like, oh, of course that sponsor was quiet because they paid. I'm like, really, bro? Really? Like, yeah, I'm going to lie. Okay, cool. Yeah, let me lie and then have like 10,000 people shoot the sponsor in the public and call me a liar. That would be great for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's self-policing. Yeah. Integrity is so important. And there's so many people who just kind of throw it away. I mean, we were talking about it yesterday. I mean, like, hell, like, oh, yes, uh, use code shillinfluencer10 for 10% off. Uh, yeah. 
dodgy Chinese flashlight. By the way, um, use code Art and War ten to save ten dollars on AWS SMU belt. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or or um, Art and War five for five dollars off an applied gear. Yeah, or other sponsor. But I I actually use them and they're pretty dope. Yeah, um, yeah. That's but cool. That, I need a plate. I don't even have a plate carrier. I kind of need one. You need a plate carrier. I don't have one. I got. I got to figure out what I need. All, all of uh, our guests yeah. get um part of our deal with AWS. All of our guests get a free belt. Maybe we can change that to a play oh. carrier for you if you want one. No shit. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it, it's fucking dope. Like it might might replace my slicker, cool. which I love slickers. They're fantastic. Yeah. I never. Uh, it it hasn't replaced the Spiritus. Um, my Spiritus plate carrier. It replaced my JPC. It didn't replace my Spiritus. My Spiritus is still my go to plate carrier, but they make yeah. good plate cool. carrier. Yeah. Cool. If you want a free plate well, carrier, really like operate much i kill animals so it's like you know they don't really shoot a lot of me yeah but you never but, know but, but one, i do need i was thinking i need to buy some armor good good you mentioned that because here's you know shill influencer 10 for 10 percent off some ar 500 steel plates yeah that's not us <laughs> that's not us I'm, I'm i'm joking yeah so actually i'm kind of curious would you ever do similar testing with body armor you know it's funny you mentioned that um i, I do I have done professionally oh. a lot of different types of testing, not only, um, it's funny. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to tiptoe around. I, I'm not going to give away the farm here. Um, I could do armor testing. I could do a flash testing. I could do all kinds of testing and it just depends how big P science gets. I think I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I think our, I think suppressor testing is obviously extremely important. Um, and yeah. I'm glad that somebody is doing it. But I, why stop there? If you have the means to do it, there are people who quote unquote test armor. And that, yeah, you the, know, it, the NIJ testing standards are actually very, very specific and very stringent. There that are, is, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you that, started that, testing armor, I think... One, you would piss off significantly more people, but you would also help, um, like you're helping people with suppressors. You would help a large group of people because I feel like suppressors, while they're not niche, you have to be very committed to getting a suppressor to get a suppressor because it takes so fucking yeah, long. Yeah, it's, you yeah. You kind of got to go all in. Yeah. Body armor though, any fucking retard... Not from Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania you're not allowed to. I think that's the only state. Really? Says, yeah, I think it's Pennsylvania that says you can't have body armor. Weird. There's one. There's one state that says no body armor allowed for civilians. Wait, what? Who? Where? I think it's Pennsylvania, but I could that's, be wrong. That's disgusting. Anywhere that ban, like the idea of banning body armor, and I live somewhere where body armor is banned. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny when he says it in his Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I do think, oh though. Oh, my God. Did, did it come out? How's a boot that? Yeah, what do you mean How's come out? That this shit's there permanently. Yeah. <laughs> that body armor, eh? Let's get to Chorin. Sorry, go on. If, if you're listening to this right now, go bother Jay on his page and tell him to start testing body armor. And maybe he'll start yes. doing oh, Jesus. it. Oh, man. Who's that guy who who constantly calls out the body armor people? Like, he has a meme account. Drew Hopkins? Yeah, we've been that talking guy, about I swear him. He comes up every episode. Yeah, every every episode we bring him. He's a great guy. I, I talked to he him. Is, like he is, he's really nice. Yeah, I think he actually supports Pew Science, so I, I oh. think he's great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, thank you for your money. No, um, no, that's cool. <laughs> I am not evil. 
Um, no, uh, I, I, the reason I bring him up is because I actually didn't even know that there were so many people selling armor that was crappy mm-hmm. until I looked at the meme pages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't even realize there was that much garbage out there. Yeah, there is a lot of garbage and much. I think it's even worse than the suppressor companies because the suppressor company, like I said, you have to really be going all out to get a suppressor. Yeah. But and and you kind of have to kind of I mean, you don't have to know about guns to get a suppressor. But if you're going to wait 10 fucking months or however long it is now to get that you know, proper yeah, ridiculous uh, amount of time. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think there's a few states where you can like make or you buy them unregulated. I might be wrong again. I'm like Canadian. I've never used a suppressor in my life and I really fucking want to. Yeah, oh, it's, man. It's, yeah. There, it's on my bucket list. Bro. There's, there's yeah. some states that say if it is, if the parts and materials are sourced in that state and it is produced and manufactured in that state and not sold outside of that state, Oh, that's bullshit, though. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, bullshit. Like it, it's one of those things where it's kind of like it's not going to work. Don't it's not, tell it's, anyone. Yeah, like, but federal law posturing. trumps it. Yeah, federal law trumps all that stuff. It's not. It's a pipe dream. And I will say, and this is good because people listen to this and they'll tell their friends. Yeah, like the the Hearing Protection Act and the that made in Texas silencers. Just forget it. Never going to happen. I agree. And I don't, it's weird how England, right? So England, obviously very anti-gun, but it's considered rude if you don't shoot with a suppressor. Yeah. Yeah. But here, they have it right. They have it right. The the Czech Republic, and I think, I want to say like Poland or somewhere similar, they just unregulated suppressors entirely. Like like within the last week or or three. What the fuck Um, are we doing here? Yeah. I I can tell you what we're doing here. Yeah. We got a revenue game and it's strong. Mm. And that tax revenue is significant and i'll tell you the atf they pulled a night shift because of it yeah there's not that's not stopping and all these organizations lobbying to to take silencers out of the nfa it's all lip service you know how i know because if 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 they get removed then they those a lot of those organizations go out of business who who specifically so we know uh uh, no i'm not gonna damn it names I'm gonna I'll, be I'll just, very careful I'll, what I say. I'll just start. <laughs> I'll just start saying names, and you blink twice if I say it. Gun owners no. of America. Oh no, they're, yes. they're so far. They're so far removed from silencers. Okay. The NRA. They're not even involved. They're not. They're too big. Silencers are so niche. Silencers are so niche. Still, you, people forget the guns are popular, but the silencers are. They're. They're still even after all these years. Most gun owners don't even understand that they're legal. It is strange. I, I mean, I came, I came from New York, and in New York, you can't own a suppressor. Get fucked. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah. people in New York, true. People in New York, while the New York Safe Act, it does exist. It might as well not exist in upstate New York. But suppressors, I can tell you, I've never seen anybody in upstate New York, even before the Safe Act was a thing, with the suppressor. Wait, are we sure that we? There's a dude, this Pew Science member of mine. He's a cool dude. He, I thought he lived in New York, and I thought he had silencers. Maybe he's a cop. It might have got grandfathered yeah. in, but I know in New York, you're not allowed to to have one. It might it might have been grandfathered in, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, only very recently, February sixteenth, two 
um, legislation was introduced to allow suppressors in New York. Interesting. Did it go through? I'd be very surprised. Um, let me look. They like I'm barely would allow mixed martial arts to happen there. Yeah, yeah. back when with the, the MMA commission, with the, with the athletic commission, thing. Yeah, yeah. They're they're what a what a horrible place. I hate New York. <laughs> I, I know so many. I mean, I've, I've been, been there New before, York. but I, hate I would, New York. I've never lived there. It's it's horrible. It's a horrible yeah. place. Yeah, I don't. I don't think even. I don't think it's anything. been voted on yet. It's just been introduced, but yeah, I'd no. Be very surprised if that goes through. Yeah, the eight states that currently do not allow suppressors are Illinois, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, and Rhode Island. <laughs> Man, I got I have family in Boston, and I was just up there, Boston. And uh, what an interesting place that is. Oh man, I I'm not a fan. It's interesting, Boston. and it's cold and horrible. Like in the in the winter, I went there one time for Thanksgiving. Oh my god, it was so cold. I was like, people live in this, and then and then like it was this day where it had stopped snowing, right? And this little sun came out, and this I looked outside this the window, and I saw this lady outside, and she had her arms out straight, and she was like turning slowly, like like a top, like looking up. And I I asked my family, I said, "What's going on? What's that lady doing there?" She's like, "Oh." She's just absorbing the vitamin D because they never see the sun and she just like mesmerized by it. And they have these special lights to like help them in the winter. And like, God, that's awful. Everything to do with that is awful. I can't even say anything. I don't even live that far away from Boston. Look, living living in cold areas isn't that bad. I don't know, bro. It's not that bad. Where where, where are you Can you say? I'm in San, I'm I'm in Texas. Oh shit! Yeah, he he has like a homestead fucking near the border. Yeah, I'm 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 in South Texas, dude. You're laughing. I'm really far down here. It's yeah. like you know 70s, 80s, you know today right now. Yeah, so Jeez, it was twenty degrees here where I'm at. Yeah, I like for, the cold, for all though. the Yanks. They're not going to know what this Wait, is. Wait, where are you? Where are you, right Mitch? Now. I'm in Colorado. Oh, that's right, Mountain Time. Yep. It's cold here, but it's not as cold. So there's a different type of cold. There's like north, um, or I'm sorry, east coast cold, where it's very humid already. So it's it feels even colder than it already is. And then there's Colorado cold, which is just extremely dry. And the dry cold is fine until the wind starts blowing. When the wind starts blowing, then you're getting fucking chapped lips. Your face is chafing. It's fucking miserable, but... Yeah, Did Nathan just put on his, his <laughs> night vision? As, as Nathan does. Just, just to ignore me. So <laughs> there's, there is a chance, though, that you might test body armor, is what you're saying, if you get big enough. Yeah, you know, frankly, um, I will say, I, uh, I mean, this is a public record. I mean, I, I run one of the largest boss testing laboratories in the world, like for my day job. And um, well, that actually makes a lot of sense. We were going to go like probably the and we'll get into it. The the standard questions like how the fuck did you no, get into guns? What do you actually like? Yeah, I'm a structural dyna- dynamicist um, by education. And, um, I test things much bigger than small arms. Yeah. It, hitting targets much larger and more resilient than body armor. I mean, to test body armor would not be it. Testing silencers to me. It's cool because I like guns, but it's very trivial. Yeah, it, 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 to, it, in the big scope of things. 
to to you it's very trivial yeah 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 yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah well you know you're not stupid you just don't know you just don't know something and then and that's the difference i think and that's one okay i I do want to say this because before i forget it's very important for people to understand and i tell everyone this there are no stupid questions and everyone can learn this stuff and the reason why we have not done it until now is because there's a prevailing opinion in the industry that consumers are too stupid to understand and it's not true the the re- the reality is no one doing it cared enough to teach them hmm. and i'm sick of people thinking they're fucking stupid and i'm sick of these these companies calling consumers stupid behind their backs and they all do it i hear it and it's infuriating and i don't like it and i'm I'm to the point where I I, I just I have zero tolerance uh, for for these companies, and I hope they're listening because it's my it's this is my fucking show now. Like as far as the silencer game goes, like it's it, they can't control me, and you're, I will do whatever I want. You, you're absolutely correct. I'm though. serious. Like, and they can they can suck it at this point. Like I'm I'm so tired of it. This is the most and, and, wholesome suck it. To the industry that I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, but serious. It's like it's like they, they they really thought they really thought they could keep lying to people, and they thought they could just call people stupid, and and it wasn't going to come back to bite them. This this is true though, not just in the suppressor or body armor. This is true throughout the industry, and like you said, you've heard it and you've seen it. In my short time working, you know, within the industry that I have, I've noticed it as well. Where I will talk to some people that work for certain companies, and they will just flat out say, "Yeah, we don't, you know, that information." The fucking donkeys or donkeys is one that I've heard recently, but they yeah. they have a number of words. Um, I thought donkeys was kind of funny. Um, they don't need to know about that, and I'm like, well. I feel like they kind of would like to, um, and and there's a lot of there, there's a lot more behind the scenes and, and personas that are just that they're personas, and then you go behind the scenes and they're just fucking jackasses. And and like we were talking about in the beginning, one of the best parts about this podcast, we get to have people on who have a persona, and so far every time they seem to be very genuine. We talk very long before and after podcasts for the most part. Um, yeah. And, and, and they're very genuine and there is unfortunately, like you said, a lot of people, there's a lot of good people, a lot of bad people, but they do think that the consumer is stupid. And when it comes to something like suppressors and when it comes to something like body armor, there aren't people that have the means or the knowledge to properly test it the way that you're going about it. And that's why I think it's so great that somebody who has the means, who has the knowledge is going about it and now being like, wait a minute, actually go fuck yourself. This is all wrong. And this is what I found doing it myself as a consumer, not as competition, not as somebody that just disliked your company. As a consumer, this is what I have found and what I have tested with your products, and this is what you say, and it's just not true. And I and I think while you are doing it, there aren't a lot of people that have the means and knowledge to do it to the extent that you are. And I think that's kind of why you stand out, and that's why people go to you for these things. Yeah, um, I think you're right, but I will say that my area of expertise 
in, in the world is is rare to begin with because what I do professionally isn't done much at all. And to, to even analyze fast transients like I do with regard to silencers, it takes decades to understand how to do it correctly. And, and to, it's one thing to, to test something and measure it, but to understand what the data is showing you, it's a, it's, th- there's a science and an art because you, there's so much that goes into it. It, it, it. It's so much work to do correctly. <laughs> it is so much effort. If people, and I've said, I've talked about this on my podcast. If people could see the data on the cutting room floor, if people could see the the days of effort completely gone and wasted because I made a mistake, the hundreds of rounds of ammunition gone, the the late nights of like packing up in the dark because I wasted a day of testing because something was off and like something happened and I, I can't go into specifics, but I mean, the thousands of dollars just like flushed down the toilet in development and errors and like I make, I've made more mistakes being an experimentalist for 16 years than people even understand at all with regard to experimentation and and fast transients. And, And it's not, it's not, and it's not even, so it's not only the, in my mind, it's not only the importance of having the integrity to tell the truth, but it's the technical expertise to present present the data properly, understanding what it, what the end deliverable means to the consumer, and also understanding that the technology I've developed and the suppression rating I've created is a true characterization of loudness to the inner ear for the human being. So it's not like, oh, that number's higher, but that doesn't mean anything. No, if the number's higher, it sounds better. If it's the number's lower, it sounds louder. That's it. If you, if your ear is anywhere close to the 95th percentile human ear, the suppression rating's right. Mm-hmm. Not for you, not for you, but for everybody. And and these freaking companies, you'll see it, bro. There's you go on these forums, the, I'll post something to to share with people and these companies will jump on trying to like, you know, criticize it and everything talk. and they they get buried yeah. now. Cuz everyone good. sees it. They're they're retarded. And, and so it's, <laughs> it's I'm just I'm at the point where I'm like you don't understand who you're dealing with now. Like I'm I'm going to great lengths to do this and I'm and I it's only getting better. I'm only getting better at it. I mean it, it's not stopping. You sound like a man on a very passionate mission and I fucking love to see it because companies yeah. do need to be held accountable and especially ones when it comes to equipment that can be deemed as life-saving. Um, a suppressor could be yeah. a, 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 a feature to a weapon that is life-saving. Um, and, you know, health, you know, your, 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 your hearing, that's something that you can't get back. As far as I know, you know, we have ways to fix vision. We have eye surgery. As far as I know, there still hasn't really been a way when your hearing is damaged to go in and actually fix it. They can give you hearing aids and give you all this other shit, but it's not something as far as I know. Maybe that's changed since I've last um, looked into that. But I think you're right, dude. Um, I mean, there might be like bone conduction yeah, stuff. I don't know for sure. 
but mm. I know that something that people forget about, and this is an area of re- research that um I've dived into, but the models aren't as mature. You you can actually model hearing damage potential while wearing hearing protection devices. So, for example, like let's say you're shooting um, a three three thirty eight Lapua Magnum out of a short barrel, very loud. Yes. Uh, let Let's say you are shooting this very loud cartridge, or maybe three hundred Norma Mag, something out of a short barrel with an obnoxious case capacity. Let's pretend you're shooting this this large Magnum round out of a short barrel rifle. When when I say short barrel, I say something like sixteen to twenty inches for a Magnum round like that, which is a very short barrel for that. Let's say you, or, or maybe even fifty BMG. Let's say whatever you put you put your hear protection on, whether it be plugs or muffs. You, you your inner ear is still going to be subjected to a net overpressure. Now it's going to be significantly less than it would have been if you had unprotected ears, and that would be what's called as you know free field blast pressure wrapping around your head, and then you know you can think you think of, you can think of sound pressure as blast pressure because that's what it is. What it does is you you fire a weapon, the pressure wave expands spherically in 3d space it's like a bubble and it encases everything around it you can think of it as like an acoustic wave if you if you sat in front of a wall and like mitch was on one side of the wall and nathan was on the other side of the wall and mitch went up to the to the wall and he yelled as loud as he could well nathan would still hear him on the other side of the wall right well Mm -hmm. that's because there's wraparound so a blast load does the same thing so every time you shoot whether it be suppressed or unsuppressed, there is a blast wave wrapping around your head, dude. It is physics. You can't beat it, can't get away from it. Now, if you put a hearing protection on, it's going to lessen that. But let's say you're shooting a 338 Norma mag over and over again, or a 50 BMG over and over again with earplugs in. Do you think there's cumulative hearing damage still happening? Absolutely there is. Absolutely. So if you put a silencer on that and you wear hearing protection, is that going to help? Absolutely it will. So silencers aren't just for people with no ears on. Silencers yes, are for everybody. everybody. Yeah. yeah. And 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 when people misrepresent, and I tell you what, and I, I can't go into some of it because it's under NDA, some of the private contract, because you think that every silencer company that tests with me, you think the data is public? Hell no. I have so much data that's never going to see the light of day because it's under NDA. I've tested weapons for the military for contract solicitations. I with I, I, I've tested stuff on the Barrett MRAD, for example. Holy shit. That was so loud, suppressed, that I couldn't believe it. You're never going to see it, but and I, I can't tell you what it was. But it was it was a suppressed system of a. It was made by a client of mine to interface with the Barrett MRAD, and I shot it, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, it's if I had ears on, okay, cool. It's 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 better than an unsuppressed MRAD." But I was thinking to myself, like. Even with that on there, and and this isn't really dogging that company necessarily, but it's just going to show you that like a silencer is or a suppressor. I, I call it a silencer because that's what it's called. But because a, a silencer suppresses sound and flash, okay. so, so, so suppressing I found is the mechanism for of a silencer. But it doesn't matter. But um, I think that I'm not trying to dog that company, but I do want to say it highlights the importance of multiple methods of hearing protection. Like when I when I shoot my ARs, dude, it's always with a silencer, and I'm wearing ears. Well, always. 
I think part of that misconception that a silencer makes your weapon like completely fucking silent is partially Hollywood, partially because people don't have weapons experience and they see That's something true. and they'll be like, oh, well, I can go shoot this fucking AR and look at John Rambo in those movies. He's fine. Um, but the reality is even with the suppressor, or I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling it a silencer. I I call it a suppressor. I don't know why. There there was you years can't, ago, I mean it's, it's the same same same. It's just I was just same, same, why I did. Um, yeah. I think years ago I saw an argument that somebody was like, "It's not a silencer. It doesn't silence the weapon. It suppresses the noise." And I don't know. That stuck with me because I've never owned just a, a silencer either, just because I don't feel like doing paperwork and allowing the ATF to come search my fucking place whenever they want and inspect weapons um ah, but, they can't search your place well they can demand to see the firearms whenever the fuck they want and no have, with silencers if you have not, any not if you're not a licensed manufacturer or dealer they can't uh, uh, they can't come into a private citizen's house without a warrant not coming into they can come to it they can knock on your door and they'd be like we need to see this item and if you can't present that item then get fucked. Hmm. I don't know in what in what case they would do that, but I'm not a lawyer, so yeah. That's I mean, that, that's, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm I'm fucking retarded. Nobody take what I'm saying well. for actual fact. <laughs> but, um, disclaimer: not legal advice. Yeah, d- disclaimer there. But I I've never I've never had one myself. I have shot silenced um, silenced weapons and. What what ends up happening is you go into it and I and I, I'm guilty of it too. I'm like, fuck, do I need ear pro for? I have a silencer. I'm fucking good. And I <laughs> shot depends, once. Yeah. I shot once and I'm like, negative. <laughs> Where the fuck's my ear pro? I'm not trying to be deaf when I'm fucking eighty. I'm already kind yeah. of fucked in, in my hearing, but yeah, it, I have quite it's a spectrum, dude. It's a yeah. spectrum. It, I it's have dependent related yeah. hearing loss, and it sucks. It really sucks, and it's only going to get worse. Like a twenty percent loss in my left ear. Um, I I don't remember how much in my right, but it's not great. Do you yeah, know where you? How did it happen? How did it happen? Shitty ear protection and lap safety standards in the Canadian Armed Forces. Oh, I see. Yeah, yep. I, yeah. It's common. It's common. It's interesting. I have um a lot of a lot of Pew Science members. Uh, their former military or current military and law and law enforcement. And some of them have sent me their audiograms of their hear- their hearing tests. Um, and because uh, w- one of the things we do is, uh, and this is something that is not public, it's on the website, but it's 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 only for our our member guys. Uh, w- we look at the spectrum of hearing response in the different frequencies. So we can determine how certain sound, certain suppressed weapon systems might sound if you have hearing damage in certain frequencies hmm. to help people really understand what they might be hearing b- before or after they purchase a product. Because there's a lot of, you know, BS and a lot of people, oh, this has a great tone. What a great tone this product has. You should, you should buy this great sounding tone silencer. It's so deep and pretty and great and... And uh, we can actually determine it objectively if it's deep and pretty and great. And uh, you know this, uh, this. So this guy sent me his audiogram. He was in a, he he was in the the U.S. Armed Forces, and uh, his hearing is messed up, man. And well, uh, you know, it, I it's it's common. 
It's very common. Um, That's really sad. It, it yeah. is very, very, yeah. very common. Um, I, I mean, I can recall stories from when I was even going through basic training. I remember now nowadays I, I've talked to my drill sergeant friends and they tell me that like hearing like people inspect that shit like it's a sensitive item as they probably should. But I remember when I was going through, I was getting up to – I don't. we didn't qual with the 50. I'm trying to remember what we did with the 50. But it might have just been an introduction or the first time just here, fire a 50 so you know what the fuck happens when you fire a 50. And I remember going up there and thinking, man, I forgot my ear pro. Eh, I don't don't want to bring this up because if I bring this up, I'm going to get fucked up. So and nobody checks you. Uh, well, that now they sucks. do, but at the time. So I just went up and I just fired the fifty. And after that first round, I might as well have not even heard any other round after that. It was just, oh, I can't hear anything. Well, I have to keep shooting. I think I shot enough. Okay, I'm done. And trying to read lips for like two days. Oh man, yeah, that's permanent damage. You 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 were subjected to to enough overpressure. You have permanent hearing damage from that event. Oh, I'm telling I, I mean, that right now. I'm not even a doctor. Oh, I, I can tell you that because I just did my hearing evaluation to get medically retired. And they're like, oh, yeah. So something happened. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of my fault. But, you know, it is what it is. It's not, it's not was terrible. It though? Was it your fault, though? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of, yeah. It, it was my it, fault. I think there was some sheer blame there. But, yeah. yeah. When you're young, you think you're invulnerable. I, I was the same thing. It's like, oh, I, I don't need no fucking hear, hearing protection. It's yeah, fine. That shit. And then, yeah. That's yeah, I, cool. I, regret, I regret that immensely but you know when you're young you think you're you know well G.I. Yeah, Joe. so we we do our best man we you know the models we use um they're not perfect but here's the thing um the government doesn't let you test on humans much anymore it's no. really hard it's <laughs> really hard because you can't test on people but we did we did many years ago and we did some correlations and that's very well studied, um, along with cat ears. Cat ears are very, very similar, in a way. Um, and so there's a lot of correlations that were done. And so right now, what I'm doing is the best we have. It's the best we're going to get without testing on people again. And right, and I just, I would like to do it, but it'd be a whole thing. And I, and I was reading into it and I think I have to like get people to sign stuff and I'm not, I'm not a doc. I don't know. Like I was thinking, yeah. I was like, Oh man, I could totally like get some of these meme page guys, you know, take them out to Texas. Be like, all right, sign this form. <laughs> okay. Now here, now here's a red light and a green light. Now what I want you to do when it sounds better, I want you to hit the green light. Mm. When it sounds worse, I want you to hit the red one. I had a whole experimental setup thought about, and I was like, ah, probably shouldn't do it, but it could happen. So were you always kind of into, I, I don't, I don't want to mischaracterize it. Is it, would it be considered a science? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I was a kid. I, uh, science I or engineering. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to take, I remember, you know, play with GI Joes and stuff. And remember you could take the GI Joe apart. You take the little screw out of the back and you could take his legs off. It had a little rubber band in there that held his pelvis and his legs. I don't know if you guys play with GI Joes. Um, I I had GI Joes. I didn't take them apart. I was probably just throwing them around and eating sand. Oh, well, you know, uh, that's fine. Oh, no, but, um, yeah. So, so, uh, 
I would do that. I, that's one of the first things I remember really dismantling and 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 understanding how it worked. It was a very simple part. And then I was like, well, that's cool. And so I would get different screwdrivers and like, oh, now I can take apart the radio or now I can take apart the lawnmower. How, how old were you when you started doing this? I don't know, like a kid, like, you know, single digit age. I, I don't recall, like, you know, kindergarten or less or maybe first grade. And your family trusted you to just go out and take apart the fucking lawnmower? Oh, no. They didn't. Oh, you just I, did I got in big trouble. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, I got big trouble for that. Um, Stuff like that. I, uh, just in general. So I always had an interest in how things worked. And, um, and uh, you know, American education is sort of, in public school, is really kind of crappy. Yeah. And so um, when I got, I finished high school, and I really liked physics and stuff and math and all the different classes. And I went to my dad. I said, Hey dad, what do you think I should do in college? Cause I want to go to college, you know? And he's like, well, you like engineering. You like, you like math, you like science. I'm like, yeah. He's like, Oh, you should be an engineer. Mm. And I was like, um, well, what type of engineer should I be? He's like, well, you're always on the computer. Why don't you be an electrical engineer? And I was like, okay. So I I enrolled in engineer in electrical engineering uh, college there, and uh, I did that for a couple of years, and uh, it wasn't really mechanics related, and I liked electronics too, and I didn't know really the scope of what I got into, uh, and so uh, if I, I found it a little bit boring, but at the same time it was a shock to me because college was harder because you had to study. And because I didn't have to study in high school, because high school is very easy in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so I drank beer and, you know, had fun. And then I decided, okay, well, maybe I should pay attention. So then I, uh, I went and I was walking through a building and I saw a lecture of a professor um, doing mechanics on the chalkboard there. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, sat in the back of the room and and finished the lecture. And then I went to the advisor's office and I, ch- I changed my major to civil engineering, structural engineering. And I don't, I don't like buildings particularly. They're not, they're not interesting to me. But what I did like was the professor and the way he taught. And uh, I liked the mechanics. And so I uh, started my undergraduate research at that time in structural dynamics and transients. And, and, this and then also- I, I pursued a graduate degree in uh, a master's, uh, master of engineering in that. And, and that all stemmed just from being interested in physics and math and tinkering. You were, you were taking apart um, yeah. lawnmowers, fucking radios, GI Joes, something that, you know, me as a kid, when I think of when I was driving the lawnmower, I might've been like eight, nine years old. And I never thought, let me take this apart. It was, wow, I really enjoy sitting on here, riding around, driving in circles, you know, like <laughs> there's, there's well, different- it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but so, so you, you, you got into it just from tinkering. You went to college, did all this, you know, super smart people stuff. And then from there, <laughs> super smart people stuff. <laughs> when, when did, when did the guns and the suppressors start to come or silencers? I'm going to, I'm going to fucking um, educate myself. Well, silencers. A- after graduate school, I worked for the U S government. Okay. 
and I worked I worked in the intelligence community. You've mentioned that just kind of in passing. Yeah, yeah. Period, but um, I don't want to. And to just you know, obviously, I'm I'm not going to say anything I couldn't say. It's, you know, I'm not. Uh, but I, which is what I can tell you. I I one one of the principal things that I worked with was target defeat and weapons effects. Um, l- large caliber munitions. Okay. And and their effect on um, enemy vulnerability. So through that career, um, you know, I was already kind of into, you know, engineering and you know, my degrees and science and stuff and being exposed to um, certain things and, and doing certain things led me to have a pretty high interest in different hobbies and silencers were something that I had worked with, but also, you know, as a kid growing up in the eighties, you know, watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and stuff like, Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't want a silencer? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're cool. You know, they're, I'm I'm a, I was a gun guy. I like guns and who doesn't like guns. And yeah. then, you know, well, only shitty like people don't like guns. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I, I thought to myself and then, and then I figured out I could have them like as a, as a civilian and like, just, you could buy, I was like, I was like, well, well, we can just buy these sweet. So, you know, <laughs> I got super, in, I got super into those. And then, you know, when I left that world and came and went, went into the private sector, um, you know, all that was stayed with me and mm. I, I just, I can't, you know, and one, one day I, I mean, my life got busy as you know, everyone's life goes in different directions. You never know what you're going to do in your life. But, uh, I, a few years back, I got back into guns cause I was like, you know what? I, I need to get back into guns. And when I got back into guns, I was like, man, the silencer industry sucks right now. <laughs> 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 and here we are. And here we are. So, uh, you work, you worked in intelligence. I'm not going to ask you too much about that just because I feel I like... I mean, yeah, I can only tell you what I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, you know? I feel like it would. I would want to ask you things you can't tell me anyway, and we don't want... It's no big deal. I just, I'll just say I can't tell you. It's, yeah. It's, nothing. It's, not, it's not too sexy. I mean, it, it is and it isn't. You know what I mean? It's just one yeah. of those things. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound like you were one of those foreign assets going around and aviators and suits and white suburbans doing all types of secret squirrel stuff, you know, I mean, maybe you were, don't answer that question, but, um, it, it sounds like you really had kind of always a passion for tinkering, taking things apart, you know, learning how things work, learning why they operate. And then you go and you start doing some stuff. You're working for some high level motherfuckers. I mean, if you're in intelligence doing, you know, engineer shit, you know, those, those aren't the fucking retards on the ground like me who don't work for intelligent companies that just kind of go based off of shitty intelligence companies. sounds like you're doing like the real deal, high level shit. And then you get out of that private sector, getting back into firearms just because firearms are fucking cool. Why not? And you see this absolute cesspool that is the gun and suppressor or fuck silencer industry. From there, <laughs> when do you decide, man, I'm fed up with this shit. I'm fed up with the dog shit from the companies. I'm fed up with these, you know, shills that are talking about shit that have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. 
and realize I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know how to go about this. I'm going to do this. When, when did, when, when did that start for you? Um, there was a day I, my, my, she's my fiance now, my girlfriend at the time, she, she and I were dog sitting in this lady's house. I know it was weird. Right. And, um, we were, we we're just, you know, hanging out. It's a cool dog. We're like on the couch or something, drinking, like drinking some wine. And, um, we were talking about life in general and firearms in that it's just one of my hobbies. And I just can't stop thinking about guns, dude. I don't know what it is. I just love them. And I'm always thinking about them. It doesn't matter what it is. And I told her, I said, Hey, what if there was a way that we could accurately characterize the sound signature of silencers and do it in a way that's so objective and so pure and so honest, they could never, it can never be wrong. It can never be tainted. It can never be taken away from the people. It could never be corrupted. It would be pure. It would be impenetrable. It would be an encrypted algorithm. No one could steal it. No one could doctor it. What if we could do that for people? You know, we had some wine in us. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm like, I know. And so I, um, I, I started doodling on whatever was on the coffee table. I, I know we kept it. We kept what I, I think it was an, it was either an envelope or a napkin or something, but we kept it because I started talking crazy and she hit a record button on her phone and she started recording me and I, and I did, but I didn't know it. And I, and I was drawing it and I drew the early concept for PeaceOft, the system that I built to do this. And then I also drew some things for the Silencer Sound Standard that I wrote and I drew these and the next day or week I started it and then I got hit by this lady on her phone. She was driving. I was on the freeway and um, this lady, I was stopped in traffic. This lady's going 70 miles an hour in her car and she was on her phone and she hit me. She hit my truck from the behind and uh, put me in, gave me a concussion, all that good stuff. Totaled my beautiful truck. And then I got, I, I had to stay home from work because I was told I can't look at a computer screen because mm. of the c concussion. So mm -hmm. I, I, I coded PewSoft. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you sure it wasn't the former intelligence uh, people you were working for? Seeing what you were doing, they're like, fuck no, we can't have this guy. I mean, the lady was from Florida, so maybe. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, no, no, but uh, yeah. And that's how I did it, dude. It was just one of those things where the time was right and um, I got tired of it and I thought it was like something I thought I could do. You know, you, sometimes you talk about with your friends like, oh, we should do this. And like, you don't ever do it. But in this time, I was like, no, I should do this. And my girl, man, she's so cool. She she supported me through everything. And every time I think it's going to suck or I'm not doing a job or, you know, Oh, I, whatever. She's always like, no, you're, you're, you're on the right track. And she supports me and did, she always has. So does she, do, does she do something similar to what you do? She has worked in the outdoor space. But I, I don't want to give, I don't want to. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. That's really fine. give any more detail, details than that. 
that's fine. <laughs> so getting wine drunk, having good ideas. That That's similar to how this podcast kind of started. We were always kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah should yeah. we do it? Should we not do it? And then if we were going to do it, we were going to do it the right way that we wanted to. And that's cool. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, I mean, I'm not going to even put it in the same category as what you're doing. You're doing something that is educational requires a lot of time and effort. And this is something where we're just like, Hey, come on a podcast and let's bullshit for a couple hours. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. It's creative, man. It's creating something. I think it's important. Yeah. The, the, the base concept is, is similar where, eh, you know, let's, uh, we always talk about doing it, but you know what, let's actually fucking do it, but let's not half-ass it. Let's go balls to the wall, full throttle. We're going to actually fucking do this. We're going to do this the right way. We're going to get the right equipment. We're going to make that good initial investment. And if it doesn't make money, who cares? We're playing the long game. You know, if, if yeah. we, if we, you know, go into yeah, the yeah, yeah. bit, it was, it was, but, um, yeah, and I, I will be the first to kind of eat humble pie here and be like, because I, I, I didn't fight Mitch a little with it, but I disagreed. I'm like, hey, yeah, I can just use my, we can use our cell phone microphones. We can just. No, I wasn't having know, that shit. Yeah. That's <laughs> how I started mine, dude. I started yeah. mine like that. I had a little Amazon mic and I would just give it to the dude across from me and I have the thing and. Yeah, I remember yeah. if I wanted to do this because I felt like starting a podcast while everybody and their mothers, you know, kind of starts a podcast. Yeah, um, there's a lot of fucking podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts and yeah. there's some that are really good, like like yours. Yours is a good podcast. It's educational. You got a lot of- You've listened yeah. to my podcast? I yeah. have listened very briefly. I cool. tr- I tried to do my research beforehand. The problem is, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> here, here's here's a problem that I have with with podcasts, and I say this as somebody who has a fucking podcast. There's so many that I enjoy listening to already that picking up new ones, I'm always reluctant to do. And oh, you have podcast overload, dude. I know I do, but I I listen to that instead of music in my car. And I only drive so much now where it's oh. like I'm so behind on so many people's podcasts that if somebody's like, even if it's somebody that I absolutely fucking adore, like somebody that I'm a big fan of that I that I thoroughly enjoy, like, for example, you know, um, an athlete, if there's an athlete that I'm a, I'm a big sports guy, if there's an athlete that I oh, really cool. enjoy that starts a podcast, I don't have time for it. And I'm like, I can't even fucking because I, there's so many others that I'm already listening to. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of people that do that. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one, but no, nah, dude, you're, you're probably not in the minority. I mean, we only, there are only so many hours in the day. I mean, yeah. you, you know, so. it, well, and that's one of the things like, well, we're going into just fucking us now, but I, that's all right. Self-masturbation is good sometimes. Um, <laughs> one, one of the, no, things. self-destruction. <laughs> no, just masturbation. Um, <laughs> when when we saw the type of success that we were having with this podcast off the rip, I, I, I try to tell people all the time, like, I don't know what we did to capture your attention, but I understand because I'm a consumer of podcasts myself. I understand there's only so much you can listen to. So I appreciate that we are one of the people that you listen to. Um, yeah. Um, I, I'm also picky about our podcast and kind of to, to be a little masturbatory. I, I did not want to listen to ours. I, I didn't. I don't I don't like it. I, it's the same as like looking at photos of yourself. But I, I can kind of see why people 
listen to us because it's like watching a car accident. <laughs> no. Like, it's yes. like a train no. crashing in slow motion. <laughs> the, the, the no, way probably that... they like the... Un... You know, podcasts are an interesting phenomena because I think that it gives people a window into being in a room with some people shooting the shit and it's almost like a tribal inclusion and i and i say that i say this a lot in our retard group chat we it, we have a wonderful retard group chat it, I, it's I it's really the best like it. <laughs> the mitch you need to you need to get in there um it is the the human race that we have not evolved enough to catch up with the communication media that we have. So like, for example, like, you know, humans, like we're good at like running for a while to make animals tired and and throwing stuff to kill them. Like that's, and we're still good at that. We just don't do it. But what we're not good is good at is being on Facebook. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Like we're not good at that. So, so what happens when like, you you hear two dudes talking like one dude's from Canada, the other du- you're military guys. You're talking about night vision or whatever, you know. And and someone has a chance to sit in the room with you and listen to you talk. They're gonna love that because they're never gonna be. I mean, that's just like oh, you're walking down the prairie and you're like, whoa, those two dudes are hunting buffalo, and I I wish I could hunt buffalo, and now I get to talk to them. <laughs> they don't have to talk. They don't have to talk to be part of your friend group, bro. They just listen to you talk. That's a podcast. That's why everyone listens to Joe Rogan. That's why everyone, you know what I mean? That's why everyone listens to Howard Stern. Mm, that makes sense, actually. That makes a lot you of You know, sense. that's just a human dynamic, dude. And so that and that's why I do my podcast. Because I love podcasts. So when I wanted when I was gonna do this, I was like, oh my God, I'm just gonna talk into a microphone for hours. Yeah. Because I would totally I've always wanted to do a podcast. I was like, I will do this so people can listen to me and learn shit like I listen to other people and learn shit. And one of the good things I think about kind of both of ours is that it's not – when I say there's a lot of podcasts out there, there's a lot of really shitty podcasts out there. (laughs) Probably. And when you find good ones um, or ones that you enjoy – I don't want to say good. Good is kind of subjective. When you find ones that you enjoy, what I enjoy – I can kind of tell when people are kind of faking a conversation for the sake of faking a conversation. Uh And I just, it grinds my fucking gears because I picture myself, like you said, in that conversation, in that room. And I'm like, I wouldn't fucking talk to somebody like that. I wouldn't like, and you can tell that some things are kind of scripted sometimes. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't want that shit. And when we were starting ours, we, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about yours. When we started ours, there's a couple episodes that have never and will never see the light of day because we're trying too hard to do something that we didn't enjoy. And it was like, we went into it. We're like, okay, we're going to talk about these topics. We're going to talk about these things. When when it was really scripted. Yeah. And we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about, but we were trying to sound like we knew what the fuck we were talking about. And it was very obvious. We had no idea. Yeah. I I was super pretentious. Yeah. So I think, I think finding, finding our legs with that. Did, did you have similar, similar problems when you started yours or did you just go into it and you were just like, this is what I'm going to fucking do. And this is what I'm going to stick with doing. Well, that's a, that's a really good question because my 
effort actually evolved a little bit. When I had first started it, my very first episode, I thought, gosh, the formula for a podcast is you have to have guests and you have to interview people. So my first one, I was at a shooting range and the, uh, one of the owners, uh, there are two brothers that own it, but one of the owners of YHM, Yankee Hill Machine, they make silencers and guns and they're one of the long, longest running manufacturers of AR parts, probably in the United States. They're in Massachusetts. They were there and I interviewed Chris Graham. Hmm. That was my first episode. And it was not scripted, but I had prepared questions, interview hmm. questions for him because I, I felt it was an honor to be able to speak with him. So I And I thought to myself, well, gosh, how would an interviewer prepare? And I was yeah. like, well, I've interviewed people to hire them for jobs. So I'll just to ask this guy about things I'm interested in and it'll be good. And it was good. And then the next one, I it was um, someone else. And I did a couple of manufacturers, right? So that was my first formula. I, I had the microphones that I bought from Amazon and it was at a shooting range. You could hear gunshots. I was thinking, it'll be a cool silencer podcast if I always wanted to do it. So I did that. But then I discovered that the logistics of, of doing a podcast and having guests were significant. Mm. And... Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of, th- and I, I had a, I had a lot of things that I wanted to speak about to people or with people, and I couldn't necessarily find people that really I wanted to speak with. Hmm. I, I, frankly, like I had a message I wanted to give people, and I wanted to update people on the research I was doing, and I didn't have anybody to do that with. So I, I thought about one of my favorite comedians. His name is Bill Burr. Fucking love Bill Burr. Yes. Yeah. And yep. he's in that Joe Rogan ecosystem, yeah. Yep. And um, and I thought of, and I I'm a big, uh, podcast fan. I've been listening to Rogan before he was, gosh, it was actually he wasn't even has a podcast yet. Maybe he would come on the Opie and Anthony show. I would listen to him, and that was one of my big inspirations for me starting a podcast. And I listened to Bill Burr. He does his Monday morning podcast by himself. I thought to myself, I can do that. If Bill Burr can do that, I can do that. And so I did. And what I would do is I I prepare the talking points that I would like to speak about with my audience, and then every Tuesday night I record that, and every Wednesday morning I publish it. Do and you record and edit all on your own? I don't edit anything. I record it in one shot and I publish it. Ooh. <laughs> I don't. I, it's one take. I don't edit. The problem that we would run into with that is that the way that we go about things. Like, for example, when we had Isaac on, um, Isaac Bakken, there was so much shit that I wanted to ask him and talk to him about that he was willing to talk about with us that he's not willing to talk about with everyone that listens to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So much oh, of that. Well, it's like I told you at the beginning. I'm not going to tell you anything I wouldn't tell everybody. Right. And that is one of the reason well it's an honestly this podcast is like i said it's an excuse for me i'm not going to speak for it it's an excuse for no, me also me to also talk me. to people and kind of <laughs> get, love that, you. Like, get, get that like foot in the door of being like hey you want to know what i want to know about i want to know what grantham mike jones is like when he's not being grantham i want to i want to know what he's about yeah that's cool and that and that was kind of my where, where I personally found my legs with this podcast because we had started out, like we said, we started doing something. And I remember our first episode we recorded, Nathan, maybe you remember too. We recorded it. I listened to like 15 minutes of it. I'm like, we can't fucking release this. 
you cringing yourself yeah and i feel like everybody kind of you know does when they do start a podcast or if they listen to themselves like talk they're like oh god this is fucking terrible but there's there's a point now and maybe maybe this is like an ego thing for me i don't know but when i listen to a podcast that we recorded i listen to all of our podcasts i genuinely enjoy it myself because I'm making the podcast for me already. Like, I, like yeah. this is a type of we shit I would want to listen to. Yeah, that's yeah. how you know you're doing the right thing, dude. Well, I that's how you know. That's how you know, man. Because here's the thing: and are are you an artist like Nathan too, Mitch? Not at or? all. No. Okay, I wasn't sure. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know because you know Nathan did really great art for me. I don't know if you you remember he post you guys posted the thing he he drew me and yeah that's I, how I, I, I'm trying to get t-shirts work. made dude I'm I might need vector oh. graphics I thought you yeah, sent I, me vector I, I, I don't vector even if you need I thought you did but it was a JPEG and I don't understand but I'm not oh yeah uh, 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 I'll I'll do it don't, don't I'm worry, not the graphics guy but what I was trying to say is the artistic the art of um well, well Mitch do you play any instruments no do you, so okay I'm just trying to feel like are you like an artistic person? And I think you are because you do a podcast. I am a sports person. I like guns and I have an appreciation for people that make art. For example, the painting you His see behind me. Artist. Yeah, my, my wife made that. Um, she does. <laughs> oh, that's that, cool. That, that, yeah, she that, does. That phrase comes up like. It half. hasn't come up in a fucking while, but my wife yeah. does. Uh, commissioned art. She was an art instructor at one point for, uh, would you call it a company? A business? A business. I, I think there's a, I think there's a fine line between someone who appreciates art and someone who creates it. Yeah. I'm I, an appreciator. I, I don't create. I, I, and I think that it's not that different when you really think about it. And, I, and I, I think that's important to appreciate your art. And I think you do that when you listen to your own podcast. I appreciate conversation and if conversation can be considered an art, I don't necessarily know, but I do appreciate conversations that I have with people. Even though I've already had it, I go back and I listen because I brain dump everything after a fucking podcast because I'm, 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 I'm in the moment. I'm having a conversation. Like even with you, I'm not going to remember this shit until I listen to it again. And that's when I'll fully (laughs) absorb it. But just talking with you, like I am genuinely just interested in you as a person and then I can have this conversation with you, brained up the fuck out of it, and then listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, like this is something that I'm really interested in. I'm really interested in getting to know Jay. And I guess in That's the cool. sense, you, you can consider that an, an, an art, I guess. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily would. But I know that, for example, the stuff with the page when it comes to me and Nathan, the stuff that I was doing before – um, it was just walls of text and then Nathan comes along and he makes it better with art and we're able to make it more digestible. And then that, that's, that's art. I'm, I'm comfortable with saying with what we do on the page that is considered art literally. Um, Cause Nathan makes the fucking art. So but, you um, did, I, I wasn't familiar with you guys until I became familiar with this whole gun subculture on the internet, which was very recent and all of a sudden, I'm seeing this Grand Thumb guy. I'm seeing the T-Rex arms. I'm seeing your page, um, the group chat people that I interact with. I I had no idea who the heck 
And that, these people were. So before before Nathan was drawing stuff, did you do similar things, just text-based? Yeah, so much like yourself, I had no fucking idea who Garantham and T-Rex arms were. I was just yeah. doing this shit. I was posting walls oh, of cool. text guides because I was passionate about it. I was like, I, okay. I think there is a lack of information. Um and I have this information or I know people that have this information. So I want to make it for people. But the way that I would do it, I would just go into Instagram stories and make walls of text. And I did this for years. And then one day um, I started getting a lot of followers and I was like, wow, this is, this is great. I got like two or 3000, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. It was years ago. And people are messaging me like, Lucas sent me to you. Lucas sent me to you. I'm like, who the fuck is Lucas? And, <laughs> and lo and behold, Lucas Bakken posted not a story, like an actual post, like referring people to me. And I had never, I had never That's followed, cool. never heard of this guy. And I'm like, holy shit, this is really cool. And I, at first I was like, you know, maybe he's just like some, some dude who makes YouTube videos and he's just doing chill stuff or whatever. But I started to like look into him like, Oh no, this guy's like really nice. <laughs> kind of like you. Like a I'm nice like, dude, right? He's like yeah. a genuine nice dude. Yeah. And I'm like, these people are just really nice people. Um, and then fast yeah. forward, you know, Nathan comes on the page. We talk about that very often, um, how he got involved. And uh, lo and behold, here we are. But much much like you, I, I was just in this and I was passionate about it and I liked it. And then all these um, folks who I now love talking to and interacting with uh, started talking to me. And I'm like, wow, you're just nice people. And I think that's one of the better things that I enjoy as – as, as much shitty companies and shitty people as there are in this industry, there are a lot of genuine, really nice people as well. There and, are, dude. Yeah, there's a lot of really good people. And I'm looking forward to actually being able to like, you know, go have a beer or a burger with a lot of them. I'm I'm looking forward to shot and, you know. All oh, are you going to go to shot? Uh, it's very highly likely. I'm not going to say exactly how. I've got a couple, uh, couple of friends and possibly a, a company. That okay. I work with that are oh, sending me down. Are you going to be there? Oh, you're talking, you're talking to me? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I think I think I might. I was uh, just well, speaking. we're going to go do some fucking burgers then, I guess. Yeah. If, if I yeah. think I might go, and if I do, I'll bring my my lady with me. But we like to go. It's very very nice restaurant there. We like and and we like to try to do it. Go to a show if we can. It's very fun. That and sounds. Lovely. I don't like the the show itself. The shot show is. It's nice to meet the people you want to meet yes but other than that it can be quite taxing that is yeah almost verbatim what everyone ceos every that we single talk person to, said. people that just work for coming they all say the same thing you go once and you're like oh this is cool and then you go back just to see old friends yeah, yeah. i've seen i've been there a few times and then covid hit so we didn't go and um and if it if it doesn't get canceled which we still don't know if yeah, it doesn't if it back doesn't, and out yeah, a lot of a lot of companies aren't going. Actually, yeah. I, I will say this: a lot of companies are not setting up booths, but they are sending people. That mm, makes sense. Um, yeah, but if I, dude, seriously, if I'm there, yeah, we'll grab some drinks and food or whatever. Um, yeah, Do, you guys. So, have either of you never have you guys shot silencers before? Never. I have. Yes, I I, okay. I didn't get to in the military, and they are completely prohibited here. I never got a chance in the States and uh, none of my friends have owned cans until recently. And now everyone owns cans. I feel like there was just kind of a flip moment. Um, you know that um, 
20% of silencer owners own 80% of the silencers? That makes sense, actually. That there, genuinely makes a lot of well, sense. It's, it's similar to like the gun ownership. There's something like, uh, I don't know the statistic, but it's something similar to that where like X percent of gun owners own like X percent of the guns and it's something very similar to that. And I'm like, it's going to be right. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it, I love this I love, I love it. Welcome everyone to the Thunderdome. No, yep. um, <laughs> I, I like, uh, I like armament. Um, no, I was, what sponsored Mitch did you shoot? Before. Um, it was, I believe, um, Knight's Armament and it was on what, what, what was the weapon that they issued the military? Oh, what was it? I don't recall. It was years was it, ago though. Was it a five, um, five, six or a seven, six, two? It was seven, six, two. Oh, okay. Like an SR 25. Yes. Yes. Exactly that. Um, cool. they, we we were in Afghanistan because we I was never part of a unit that was cool enough to have fucking suppressors. Now though we do have suppressors on online units, silencers, um, but we had deployed with an ODA team and they had them and they took us out and we got to shoot them. Um, they put one on a scar as well. They don't like okay. The fucking, they didn't like the scar and I didn't like the no. scar either after shooting it then. But yeah, that 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 was my experience shooting. Um, any any type of silenced weapon. Yeah, I think I know exactly what you shot. That's cool. You probably um, do, yeah. I'm excited to test the Knight's Armament silencer that Lucas sent me. I can't believe he said, I still can't believe he sent me his personal silencer. What a nice guy. That's um, actually really cool. That's you know what's cool. really crazy? And big shout out to these folks. I'm not going to give their names, but a couple of Pew Science members sent, sent their own personal Form 4 silencers to me to test. Oh, that's like awful. they're personal that, babies. That's, that's awesome. awesome. It will, Isn't well, that crazy? It, it, yeah, it's crazy. But there's that just shows how many – it shows a couple things. It shows that there is a lack of credible information, and it shows that there are a lot of people that want it. And yeah. that you're able definitely to provide, are. You're able to provide that for folks. And I mean if, if I had a silencer and I was questioning it, well, I wouldn't because I would just go to you and be like, hey, what's the good ones? What's not the good ones? But Same. It, it, it's cool that we're actually talking because I, I fully intend to be on abusing this plug and being like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, when you can. But no, it's um, it's something that I, I always tell people. I never, ever, 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 ever tell people what to buy to the point where I actually – Tell people when I do my podcast, I make it a point to say, I don't care what you buy. Don't buy anything. Throw all the sponsors in the trash. Like, yeah, I say that because I want to make sure people understand, like, I not only do I not get kickbacks if you buy a silencer, like, I don't want to be held responsible yeah. if you buy something you don't like, frankly. Yeah. I mean, now, do I do I fully endorse the data that I produce and fully believe in it? Absolutely. Or I wouldn't be publishing it. I mean, but 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 it stops there. Like I'll help people with recommendations, especially members that write me. They'll like write me emails and they'll ask me, well, you know, I have this gun and this gun and I have this silencer already, but I'm looking at this and this. What do you think? I will go into full dialogues with them mm -hmm. and, you know, speak with them about their choices, kind of the pluses and minuses and things like that intelligently. But I never, ever say, oh, yeah, buy this one. It's great. Like, yeah. I would, I don't, yeah, I, I refuse. I really like that because I, I mean, I, I really like it because I, do it with gas masks and I work for a company that sells gas masks and I'm still oh, like, cool. I'm like, Hey, 
Mirror makes a great mask, but Mirror's not the end-all be-all. If you have an Avon mask, our direct competitors, it's a great fucking mask. Don't let anybody tell you it's not a great mask. Uh, if you have yeah. this other company, great fucking mask. Don't let anybody tell you it's not a great fucking mask. Like, there's yeah. pros and cons that, to each. Um, yeah. I'll let you know yeah. pros and cons, but being – like we talked about earlier and, and what you – really seem to have a grasp on it, and I really appreciate that is that you have this understanding that once you lose that credibility and being genuine, you will never get that shit back. You will never get that trust back. And you don't want to violate that. I don't want to violate that. And there's a lot of people that come into this industry and their only intent is to violate that. It, to vi- it's all or nothing really, because when you think about it, it's, it's interesting how you said it, but when I, I think about it like this, if you show a lack of integrity, it's not like you just started it. it exactly. That means you never had it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you can't just you can't just get integrity one day. You just it just it's not it's not like you, oh yeah I got some integrity like it's pretty good. It's like, <laughs> it's like no it's like it's like you either have it or you don't have it. And if you and if you compromise it, you have done so. Now do pe- can people make mistakes and recover? Probably, but I don't know what that looks like integrity wise. There's, well, and there's a fine line too. There's a difference between making a mistake and being genuine about making a mistake and showing a product that you haven't either researched or you know and you have heard that there's problems with and you said, ah, fuck it, the money's too good anyway. There's a difference yeah. between that. Oh, that's interesting. There's a lot of that. Yeah, there's, there's a very big difference if somebody, yeah. for example, I'm going to go back years for myself. Years ago, three, four years ago, AR500 reached out to me. And at the time, I didn't know fuck all about body armor. Didn't know shit. They're like, hey, we can work something out to where uh, you, you know, promote our plates and uh, we'll work something out, hinting at like money, we'll pay you. And I'm like, oh, well, body armor, everybody seems to like them. And my initial instinct was, yeah, I should do that. And before I did, though, I reached out to other people who knew what the fuck they were talking about. And they were like, uh. fucking avoid that shit. And they started to tell me why. So I started to look into plates of body armor. I'm like, oh yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not going to talk about steel armor. And I was this close to making an honest Oh my goodness. Thing. But thank fucking God I actually talk and communicate and have a lot of great people around me to that, that know shit that I don't. And, uh, I, I, that was one of the humbling moments where I'm like, I probably shouldn't even consider things that I don't know anything about, much like suppress or silencers, because I, I don't own silencers. I don't know fuck all about silencers, and I'm not going to pretend like I do. So even if I feel like even if they reach out, I was like, hey, we want to sponsor the podcast. I'd be like, well, you would have to not only send us a silencer, you would have to give me time to like run the shit out of it and talk with people who know what the fuck they're talking about before I can comfortably be like. Yeah, I'll recommend your silencer. Yeah, I'll talk about your company because yeah. I don't I don't know. It's hard. You know, you know, you you're touching on influencer marketing, which is apparent I learned about this recently. Influencer marketing is a whole thing, not just for guns, but it's just a method now. Yeah. People say, yeah. Oh, a lot of people listen to this person. Let's give them a product and they'll talk about it. Yep. Yeah. And, and that that kind of comes into what we were talking about in the well, recording yesterday, but these are gonna be spaced out. It's like the amount of money that gets passed around behind the scenes and the thousands. fact that like YouTube, yeah. I wish I had money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so do we. We probably could if we would stop being so. I think we could all do it if we if we sold our soul. Yeah, if we yeah, stop being yeah. stingy, but yeah, we're we're very stingy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, stingy is the wrong word. But um, what were we talking about yesterday? There's a lot of money that's passed around behind the scenes, 
But at the same time, a lot of it's kind of self-fulfilling because the gun industry doesn't have a lot of avenues of of advertising. Yeah. So it, you, you see a lot of people like Tim Kennedy and, you know, normie marketers like MMA fighters, stuff like that being pulled in as influencers and shilling armor to people who don't know any better or because like YouTube won't let you advertise stuff. Facebook won't let you advertise stuff. A lot of the normal avenues of marketing are closed off to these companies. That's true. I mean, they, they need that. They need that mechanism. Exactly. And it's a very double edged sword because you have these people that have influence, be it genuine or not, because people just buy a lot of fucking followers to look like they do to companies to get free shit. But that's a whole other conversation that pisses me off. But um, yeah, that's true. you, You have these, these companies that send people shit and maybe pay them. I mean, I know that they pay them. I, I see how much people get paid. Um, to talk about things and it creates this thing where either you're not big enough to be honest and be like, Hey, like, you know, uh, I, I had these problems with it, but it was also good to like be given an honest review on something. You're not big enough to do that yet. Or you are big enough and you have to make a choice then, you know, like I think, um, Grantham has to make a choice and he made that choice. And I think he made the right choice to where, yeah, I'm going to get paid a lot of fucking money to do this, but I'm not going to be disingenuous with you. You know, if there's a problem with something and I'm paid to talk about it, one, I'm going to tell you I was paid to talk about it Two, I'm going to let you know what the fucking problems are. Just because I got paid doesn't mean that I'm going to have a biased opinion. The problem is pages that don't have one, that moral ground and two, the size of that audience to be able to say, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to just say nice shit about it. You can send it to me and get that publicity. Sure. But I'm going to speak the truth. And if it sucks, it sucks. The problem is you have these people who are just going to say whatever the company wants to hear. So they send them more shit because when you have a sponsor or you have somebody that sends you shit, it makes you look more legitimate, legitimate to other companies. So other companies are like, Oh, he says all these good things about so-and-so, whatever company, they sponsor him. They trust him. So we're going to do the same thing. It's a snowball. Exactly. And it, and once you go down that path, like you said, one, once you yeah. violate that integrity, it's it's game over. And people notice, the people that don't notice are people that are new to the industry or are kind of dabbling their feet or like, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I guess I need a gun. Uh, you know, it's not the people that are in the industry that are like, fucking all I think about is guns and I love guns because they can tell, we can see, we yeah, know all the autismos that are yeah. like, you know, like I'm literally on the spectrum, like obviously. And so I understand like most of us are, we're sick for it, dude. Like something's wrong with us. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fucking great, isn't it? It's great. It's fucking but, great. I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> it's super I mean, this, is, this is what I do. Yeah. You know, I'm never going to stop. So it's like, you know, but there's innocent people that become casualties of war Mm. and we can't have it. Yep. We have to protect them at all costs. And that's why I bring up if you would do body armor in the future, because that is, there's definitely casualties when it comes to silencers. There is more when it comes to body armor because you don't have to wait 10 fucking months. It is just in your face. It's I think prolific, it's- huh? People, everyone has it now. Yeah. Except yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Except for you. <laughs> Which, uh, you're busy doing other shit, but yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, you said if you're big enough, you'll do it. And I don't know how big that is. If you want to put a number on it and make it official, and then I'll peer pressure a bunch of people to follow you and make it official. 
Oh um, well, gosh, you know it wouldn't be big as in a following. It'd be it would be more revenue size, so oh, okay. that I could quit my day job. But uh, you know, it's funny. Um, gosh, well, I can tell you. I mean, this is just this is just me. This is just stream of consciousness thinking out loud. But what I would have to do was I I would test to NIJ standards, obviously. Right. I mean, there's already a standard, right? Um, I I would do that. I would probably go sit on the committees. Um, that developed the standards, I would, you know, and I would be directly competing with test laboratories that I compete with in my day job for other stuff. And it would be a whole thing. You would piss and people off. it would be very insane. So in order for me to do that, I would need, I would have to take Pew Science to the next level, mm. which I'm in like, what, what am I in? The two, I'm almost two years in, um, which would be cool. I just, I'm not ready to do that like professionally, I, I think I'd be given like I, I would love to take it full time. Um, I just it's not there yet. <laughs> well, it's also only you and the amount of time that goes into just doing the silencers. I can only imagine, and then adding a whole another dimension to that. I imagine it would be very time consuming. And one of the things that I struggle with is trusting other people to do the job as well as I know I can do it. Yeah. And well, I'd have to hire. Well, see, that's the thing. I I need to get enough revenue so I could hire another engineer. And you would have to trust them. And yeah. Well, I have to train them. Hmm. And then I'd have to. Tr- well, I have to trust them. Then I have to train them. And then I have to determine if I could trust my training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I've already trained people before, but not for this job. But yeah, no, I would have to. I would essentially need a technician, another engineer, maybe an admin person. And then, been, and if I'm doing all that with them, I probably then I need a marketing guy, and then I need a customer support guy, and then I then I need another guy. And by the time by the time you know before you know it, I'd be running a T Rex arms type operation, you know, <laughs> it's where the guy has his whole damn family working for him. I think bless his yeah. heart, you know, bless his fucking it, heart. His sisters don't. Well, we confirmed that. We asked them. Sisters don't. And one one of the brothers. Uh, one of the brothers music. don't. He's a, I'm only composer. speculating because they have the similar last names. I know nothing about yes. their organization. <laughs> okay. They're, they're, they're a part of you. They send you shit and you don't even know. Boo. Well, Boo. I, try to, I try not to meddle. Yeah. I don't like to meddle in, in people's personal you. affairs. I mean, dude, it wouldn't it be cool to just build a compound and do pew science, you know? The industry needs it. I mean, you're already filling a gap. There's a lot, a lot of other holes that need to be filled. And uh, I, you know what I did, and it, I, it's, it, it makes me cringe, but I did it. I did it. Yet, uh, not yesterday. I did it. Either month. It could have been Sunday or Monday. I don't remember. Some of my members asked. They said, "You know, Jay, we want to c- contribute more. How can we contribute more?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. Just spread the word." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're already you're already giving your monthly fee. You know that's awesome. You're doing more than ninety nine percent of people. Like that's thank you. They're like, no, no. What if you put a donation function? And I was like, ah, I don't know. And I I, I hesitated. And but I did it. I put it on the website. I was like, ah, you can click and you can like Wikipedia. You know, you can donate to Wikipedia. I was like, ah, they can donate to Pew Science, whatever. Mm-hmm. They. So I did it. I put it on there. No one clicks it, but someone might. <laughs> it's there and so you know i mean i don't know i'm trying to think i think i'm gonna sell t-shirts eventually i don't know i'm gonna, I'm gonna try to raise more money um people really like free things 
Yeah. yeah, but I know there are a lot of people who like to support it too, and and those folks are really cool. So I, I just got to figure it out. You know, it's one of those things. But you're in a very similar spot to we are in the sense where I mean, we're I feel like maybe we're mm, no, maybe not. We struggled very, very much with the idea of making money off of information that we put out. Mm-hmm. We struggled oh, very yeah, difficult. Yeah. That, we're that like, was like we we hemmed and hawed about that for so fucking so long because we're like Ugh. we can, we definitely can, but should we? You know, and yeah. it was Pageosity who convinced us to start a Patreon. And yeah, that's been going super well. People are really cool. And it's been going great, and it really yeah, it, does help. So I understand yeah, it's double the amount of content that I can make. Yeah, genuinely, it it, it, cool. it helps so much with. I mean, just our podcast equipment. How much money did we spend? Fucking eight hundred. Uh, about a grand, I want to say eight hundred to a grand. It might not sound like it in our first episodes because we were still trying to figure out the shit with it, and maybe it still doesn't sound like it because we're just fucking stupid. But um, <laughs> like, it it really helps us actually able to put more time and effort into making these things. And much like yourself, where you, you the I, I can only imagine the investment that comes on your end. I mean, now you're to the point where fucking Lucas Bakken is sending you his suppressor to test on, you know, but that initial investment of, you know, that time investment as well. People don't talk about the time that goes into it. You know, you deserve the information you're putting out is important. It's helping people. And, well, uh, yeah, the, that's true. But you also need to know that if, there was a company doing what I'm doing. Each silencer test report that you read would be between ten to twenty thousand dollars minimum. Jeez, minimum. It would also be biased if another company was doing it. You're- no, no. But I'm saying, like, if you paid a, a test laboratory, mm-hmm. like Pew Science is a test laboratory. What I'm telling you is that this is free. I have members that are contributing. It is free. I, they pay a fee. Even the companies, the, the pay, companies that pay ninety nine ninety five a month to join as a corporate member, that's free. Mm. Because what they're what they're the information that you're getting, the cost delta between what you pay and what you receive is so high that the what you're paying is effectively zero, even if it's a hundred dollars. Yeah, it, the, the 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 delta is not like it's it's a, it's an order of magnitude. It's it's many orders of magnitude different. And so it's almost like the membership is almost a barrier of entry to see a show if people are serious and they want the information. And that's it's almost a case study in, in, in human psychology to charge somebody because I'm not making the money that it costs to do it because per hour, what I could charge to do this for a company like my day job is more than these companies pay per year. Mm. Like there's no like there's no equivalent. So that's why I, it has to be scaled, and that's why I have to grow so that di- by by crowd I'm crowd I'm at, I'm essentially crowdfunding a research organization. That's really cool. <laughs> I'm I'm crowdfunding a think tank for silencers. And if you Google Pew Science, you know what used to show up the Pew Research Center in DC. You know what shows up <laughs> now? Me. That's fucking <laughs> incredible. Them. They're a liberal think tank, and now I beat them in SEO. <laughs> There's. It- <laughs> What you're doing too, like yeah. I said, I don't, I don't want to keep hitting the same nail on the head. Um, I feel like we self masturbate enough to where I, I don't want to, I don't want to keep doing it for us. But with you, what, what you're doing, I think you're seeing that success because you're filling 
you're filling that need. And it would be very different if a company was doing it. I mean, obviously you can be defined as yes. your own company, but you are a unbiased, but, but like, detached from all that. Oh, you mean like a silencer company like money. they try to do right now? Yeah, like if a silencer yeah. company tried to do what you were doing, maybe they have the money, maybe they have the means, <laughs> but it would be biased. It would be incredibly Dude, biased. Are you messing with me right now? Do you not know what's happening? No, I don't know what's like, fuck happening. Oh, bro. What? There is a... Okay, I'm not even going to say their name. Because you know what? I don't need that drama. I don't need that negativity in my life. But I will tell oh, you so right curious. now, there is a silencer company that is doing trying to do exactly, and they have been trying to do exactly what you're saying for years. And they told me to, to suck a dick when I talked with them, basically. Like, when I met these guys, I bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, shot show. I walk up, hi, I'm Jay. Um, I'm going to do this. It's really cool. Like, I don't know if you know me, but... You know, I like to do this. It's really, I, I love silencers and hi, like uh, pleasure to meet you. I'm a really big fan. Like uh, they looked at me and they're basically like, go fuck yourself, dude. I'm like, cool, man. Thank you. You're awesome. Like good, good chat. And then from then on, it was like, let's disparage what Jay is doing and we'll put out data that's bullshit. And then we're going to pretend like everything's fine and uh, try to lie to consumers. Oh, cool. Man. So they kept doing that and I kept doing what I'm doing and guess who won? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like, cool. I will never say anything bad about a product. I will. Cool. Uh, yes. Yeah, what same. I'm saying is I'm never, I'm only going to give objective information, but what I will not do is roll over and be a little bitch. Mm. And if they think they can walk all over me because I'm in this space of, oh, Jay's an influencer and he would never... No, I'm an independent test laboratory engineering consultancy. I'm licensed in multiple states, and this is a business, and I'm doing good work. And frankly, um, I don't like when people try to disparage my stuff with uh, things that are not factual. And so I, I'm going to continue to and, – and you know what's really sad about it? The, the same folks that disparage it, and they use these fake accounts so you can't tell that they work for companies. The same folks that disparage it, they send me emails privately – trying to be nice to me but then they go publicly and they try to attack see and the they think i don't know it's the same person the problem the problem is and i think what you're what you're you know experiencing that is a lot of the gun or tactical industry the reason and it, i mean it bothers me too it's because when you're trying to be genuine and you're trying to do something and then you see somebody or something that you might have looked up to, it's like don't meet your heroes type deal. And you see somebody and you like what they're doing and you kind of want to help or maybe just appreciate or whatever it is. You you look at them and you're like, wow, like that's that's not bad. And then they just start acting like fucking cockbags. And then you start to recognize and look at what they're doing and you're like, well – Maybe I have a little bit of a bias because I had this poor experience with them, but also objectively they're fucking wrong. I don't know how to get back into this after we just cut out that little bit. So that's okay. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're what are they talking up. about? What did they hide from me? <laughs> oh, that's fine. There was we got messages after the Isaac episode. They're like, "Man, the flow gets really cut off." You know, when you guys cut out, and we're like, "We're not going to compromise the trust we have between a guest when we start talking about shit," and they're like. Yeah, we don't want that included because that, yeah. then, then that not yeah. only let's let's ignore the business aspect of one, they're never going to want to 
talk with us or be on the podcast again. Let's ignore that because that doesn't fucking matter. The important part is if we violate that trust with them as an individual, well, now they're not just going to talk to us as people. And I don't fucking want that. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. You got to be, it's all about just being a normal dude. Just being a guy, like just be genuine and be, do good stuff for people. And it's going to pay dividends. Yeah. Well, and that's just it because we were talking with Isaac and he was bringing up some stuff. We're not going to talk about it here, obviously. Um, But if we, when he said, Hey, can you like, you know, let's, let's edit that part out. If we were to be like, no, this is really fucking juicy. This is going to get a lot of views. People are going to listen to this Um, one. We look like scumbags. So the entire fucking world Two, somebody that we legitimately like and talk to isn't ever going to want to talk to us again. And that's just not, I don't know. It's not right. It pisses me off. Yeah. You don't want to set a precedent. Um, I mean, man, I wish that it would be cool to shoot silencers with you guys. I would love that. I would genuinely love that. I would love that. I can come and learn. And then if anybody actually asks me, I can comfortably be like, Hey, I'm a fucking retard, but you want to know who's not a fucking retard? Jay. Jay isn't yes. a fucking retard. You know, I'm a firm believer. I said this. I think I don't know if JFK was the first person to say it. He probably wasn't, but I know he famously said that a rising tide raises all ships. I know he said that, and mm. um, I say that a lot because uh, it's really true. And I do think that the best way to improve the silencer industry is through education. And I think that. We've already, it's not only, and this is something that if people don't know, I just want to say this really quick. If people don't understand the full scope of Pew Science, it's more than just telling you what's quiet and what's loud. We are actually pushing the industry forward to the point where we have R&D clients that are going in directions, designing their sponsors they would never think to have gone before the way I'm testing for them. They would never, the analysis that I give to my R&D clients, they would never have even thought to go in, in these directions. And you are get you, the consumer, you guys are getting products that are better only because Pew Science exists now. And that is one of the principal missions. It's 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 actual innovation funded by people. People listen to the podcast, they go to the website, they contribute, they fund the grassroots research, and they get better products long term. They're doing it for themselves. They're learning it and they're fun, they're pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. It's we're fucking bootstrapping the silencer industry. I, I love that. Yeah, I, I I love too how it's how it's we. You know, I love how it's we. It's it's we are doing it together as a community because I feel yeah. I I feel very similar on a much smaller scale when it comes to guides and information. What we want to put out, we want to put out free, reliable, good information for folks, and yeah. we want to see other people put out good information reliable we want to see like like you said uh you know a, a rising tide raises all ships and it's very similar we get raised up by other people and in turn maybe we're able to help out one or two people ourselves and and in turn maybe you're able to help out one two people yourselves and you just keep doing that collectively we were talking exponential, about exponential dude hey we were talking about grand thumb with it yesterday where he was like yeah travis haley travis haley was the one that essentially I, I made a joke that he was my dad. He responded and all of a sudden I'm getting popular. Like, and it, and it's very similar. He, he's doing the same thing with administrative results while, you know, we do yeah. build our own platforms and we build, do build our own um, communities. It all, 
you know, essentially stems from other people that have come before us and are actually willing to help out and put out good stuff. And I'm, I'm interested, maybe, maybe it won't be you that does the body armor stuff, but maybe somebody sees what you're doing and is like, exactly, dude, like these people reach out. Oh my God, bro. That's such a good example. This, these two dudes and I, uh, it's going to suck because I'm there. If they hear this, they're going to be like, why didn't you email us back? These dudes emailed me several months ago. We, we went back and forth a couple times. They're like, oh my God, we love what you're doing. We want to do it for accuracy. We want to test science Mm. for accuracy. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking you motherfuckers don't know what you're even getting into right now. It's going to be so hard, but I didn't say that to him. Well, do you think that people might've thought that about you when you were absolutely? And so I didn't say that to him. I said, awesome. Show me what you've done. Yeah. And they did a test matrix and they showed it to me. We talked about it. We talked about the different variables. I showed them where maybe they had good things. I showed them where they needed to improve. I don't, it hasn't progressed much. But that's just only one example. People are reaching out to me all the time like, hey, I want to test flash. I want to test accuracy. How do you test? Can you help us with this? And it's like all these people, they're telling one of their friends. That friend tells two people. Those friends tell three people. It's like it's spreading like wildfire. People are hungry. People are – dude, I have high school kids about to go into college message me about shock physics. That's a high-level – a high level topic that you don't get into until graduate school. And there are high school students be like, dude, I heard what you were talking about, about the speed and sound and different media and how the molecules can communicate when you go uh, past the sound speed and it creates a discontinuity and there is a shockwave that propagates. Uh, and he was like, that really resonated with me. I went on Wikipedia. I learned about it, went to NASA's website and now I'm a mechanical engineer. I'm like, holy shit, do it. Yep. Every day, dude, every day. And that's just because I'm talking about guns. Talking about silencers. Yep. And it's things like that where maybe it won't be you. Maybe it won't be us um, that, you know, maybe there's going to be some other, you know, fucking retards that come along who are less retarded than us and make much better illustrated guys. A little less have, retarded. Yeah. And, and a little have, less. Have a much better grasp on tactics that do it better than we do. And, you know, they become the fucking million followers influencing all these people doing the good fight. And I mean, that's great. I'm, I'm here for it. I, and it sounds like with you, maybe you're not the one that does the body arm, but maybe somebody listening to this is like, you want to know what I'm an engineer. I kind of have an idea on how to do this thing. I'm going to try doing this thing. And then they become the Pew science of body armor and so on. And so yeah, forth. maybe we absorb them. We partner up. We build a, we build a mutual lab. Yeah. Maybe uh, they come work for me. Maybe they. Maybe I buy their body tar- armor testing operation, and they become the body armor wing. Maybe they Pew buy Science yours, compound. and you work on. Maybe them. they buy Pew Science. Yeah, and yeah. You become. You know, I team. joked uh, about building a skunk works. What? I, I wanted to build a skunk works to develop develop the most advanced smaller weapon systems on the planet. I was going to take all the the lead engineers from all the firearms company and, and steal them away from the companies and put them all under one roof. And I was going to run it as a research director like DARPA. You're a fucking madman. Holy shit. Yeah. But why not, right? Yeah, why not? Why I mean, not when you, you think about it, what's stopping us from doing that? Yourself? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's no. stopping you. All you need is money and time. Yeah. What is Elon Musk doing? He's fucking putting spaceships taking off from different cities in the United States, and he's going to put people in space for fun. This guy's insane. He's a genius. I love it. 
Well, this has been a great episode. I'm glad that you came on. I'm glad we talked about shit. Please take the time. I mean, we've kind of already went over all the shit, where to find you, what you're doing, why you're doing it. But if you want to uh, harp on that one more time, by all means, tell people where to find oh, you. Yeah. Show yourself. PewScience.com. You can go view everything on my website. You can find the podcast. You can find the Silencer Sound Standard, which is basically a series of Wikipedia articles I wrote on my website that describe to you silencer and gunshot sound and how I characterize it and test it for you. You can view the podcast there. There's links to subscribe. It's the J Situation podcast. Um, It is on all major podcast providers, Uh, you know, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. The J Situation is also my main Instagram account. You can reach me on social media, the same on Facebook and Pew Science. LLC on Instagram. It's all it's all in the Pew Science ecosystem. You can find me if you're looking. And you know, there, I'm sure there's some fa- there's some Facebook accounts for Pew Science too. But uh, who goes on Facebook? You know, yeah, very true. Maybe you do. I don't. <laughs> but yeah, PewScience.com. It's all there. And, and if you guys like, and one thing we're going to say, everything's free. But if you are so inclined, and you would be so kind. You can join with a membership. It is cheap. costs you a cup of coffee per month, and you can fund the greatest effort of small arm suppressed small arms research characterization known to man. That's happening in real time right now during your life, and it is paying dividends. It's fucking real, dude. Go check him out. See what he's doing. Help support the cause. And if you're somebody that wants to be the Pew Science of Body Armor, I don't recommend you come talk to us about it because I'm not going to know what the fuck to tell you other than go ahead and do it. But you should do it because people need to know not to go buy steel body armor and need to know why in a more oh my God, yeah. orchestrated Please. way than me saying, do you care about your dick? Yes. Okay. Well, don't buy steel armor. <laughs> yes. Spall is real. Spall, Spall is, is real. very real. Um, with that, uh, AWS, Advanced Water Fighter Solutions, not whatever I said earlier. I don't remember what I said earlier. What did I say earlier? Advanced Warfighting? Advanced Maybe Systems. Warfighting. Systems? Yeah, you said mm. systems. Oh, yeah, definitely not advanced warfighting systems. Advanced warfighting solutions. Go check them out. Use code Art and War Ten. Get yourself uh, ten dollars off a belt. We don't get any kickback from that. They're just a great company yeah. that's supporting us. After I've run their shit for literally years, and Applied Gear, they run or they run. They make um, concealed carry belts. Cobra buckle. Yes, Nathan, I really quite like mine. Yeah, Nathan wears his all the time. Good stuff. Use code ARTMORE5 for them. We don't get kickback from that either. Um, it's just ways for you to save a little bit of money. And with that, Jay, thanks for coming on. Nathan, closing words. We haven't done closing words with Nathan in a while. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, geez. You put me on the spot like this. Always. Jesus. Um, God, fuck. Ugh. These are good Dad closing advice? words. Dad advice. All right. Oh, I did the washing dishes one last time. Um, God damn it. Mitch, why, why, why you got a fucking game me like this, bro? Uh, Something. You know what? Make sure you fold your laundry and put it away before you go to bed. I'm bad for that. Oh, same. Okay, I'm bye. so fucking bad for that.